The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Glad to be with you this week as we try to be helpful each week here, Percy. Today, our topic is cancer pain management. Absolutely. We're going to discuss, again, a very important conversation in many cases Uh, Cancer patients are experiencing pain for many different reasons, and we want to really have a dialogue and discussion on why it's important to support them through their pain and how it potentially can affect their hope and expectation. Sure. There are things that can be done to mitigate the pain. We'll talk about some of those things here today. You have a doctor who's going to join us. Yep. Dr. Newfield, who is a pain management specialist, is going to talk about uh, the use of drugs and and how uh, they play a role. He's going to talk about many different things with regard to the potential fears of addiction. So we're going to have a very well-rounded discussion and conversation around pain management today. Now, you've been at the bedside of many cancer patients. What have you learned about pain and pain management? Interestingly enough, there are different uh, levels of pain. One of the things that I've learned is that good physicians and doctors will come by and actually ask, what is your level of pain? You know, and they'll they'll put a numeric value to mm-hmm. it so that they can get a real good sense of what is really working and, and going on with, with the patient with regard to their pain management. But again, ultimately, what I've learned is that pain can certainly uh, zap the energy and the enthusiasm of wanting to continue treatment and to continue to move forward with treatment. So pain really does play a huge role in in the potential outcome of what happens to patients just because of willingness to continue or not with regard to their treatment and their care. Indeed, it can sap the enthusiasm for life itself, can it? It can. I mean, when you sit and think about it, pain really is a major component that affects us mentally, emotionally, and most certainly physically, mm-hmm. for sure. Any scripture come to mind as we tackle this topic today? Yeah, our spiritual nugget for today is Isaiah. Isaiah, the 49th chapter, verse 13, and it reads, Shout for joy, you heavens. Rejoice, you earth. Burst into song, you mountains. For the Lord comforts his people, which I think is important when we talk about pain. For the Lord comforts his people and will have compassion on his afflicted Mm, ones. And so certainly we want to talk about that today. Hey, just before we take a break and before we introduce our special guest today, let's talk about a resource we want to put into the hands of our listeners. We have been focusing on uh, free resources that we are making available through every show because we feel it's important to really give something tangible to the audience. And one of those resources that we're going to focus on today is really talking about hospital visitation. And in my years, Wayne, believe it or not, this may be one of the most misunderstood elements of supporting people through sickness and disease is how to do an effective hospital visit. There certainly are some do's and don'ts, aren't there? And there are. And because no one has really sat down just like anything else to tell us uh, what is effective, what isn't effective. We think just showing up to the hospital is being effective. So there are some things that are outlined within this uh, particular free downloadable resource that will help us. For example, things like uh, not leaning or sitting on a patient's bed because we want to respect the fact that that's their private personal space. Do offer to leave the room if medical procedures are being conducted. Uh, Do not argue or try to convince a patient of some issues. There, the practical, very practical things I'll say, yeah. when we begin to understand how that potentially can affect an effective visit, we become much more strategic in how we ex- 
execute that visit and make it worth our time and the patient's time in being there. It's happened to me, and I'm sure it's happened to you many times. You walk into a patient's room and they're asleep. So what do you do? Do you Absolutely. wake them up? It's a it's a conundrum. And again, people think, well, I'm here. You know, I'm going to make good use of my time. But the fact of the matter is we really should never wake a sleeping yeah. patient. What does the patient need? Absolutely. In some cases, patients haven't had a lot of sleep. Uh, they struggle with sleeping. When was the last time you had a good night's rest at the hospital? <laughs> right, think about yeah. it. So, again, we're really not helping patients when we violate certain things that we think are in their best interest. But really, it isn't. And this document and this resource is going to really help empower. Indeed. Well, all of these uh, things we've mentioned and more are in this resource that we're offering for you right now. You can download it at our website at this very moment. The website is healthhopeandinspiration.com. Just look for hospital visitation at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Coming up, a medical doctor addresses the topic of cancer pain management here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. I'm glad you've joined us for this week's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Don't forget that website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. We're going to hear from a guest now, but just before we do, keep in mind that information provided is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified health care provider prior to starting any new treatment or questions regarding a medical condition. Here's our host, Percy McRae, with today's guest. Well, with me today is Dr. Nathan Newfeld, who is a pain management specialist at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Noonan, Georgia. It's good to have you here with us today, doctor. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Pain management, when you just hear those two words together, pain management, I think it elicits a lot of different thoughts and and emotions. Uh, Talk to us about pain management. What is pain management? How does one manage their pain from a clinical perspective and your role with regard to that in a cancer community? I think the unique thing here is that you have to frame pain management as it fits into the culture we live in. And so in America right now, pain management is not always seen as a positive thing, but there's a lot of carve out and a lot of exceptions made for patients with cancer. And so the really neat part of what I do every day is I get to work with cancer patients and help them manage their pain from a disease that can be very, very painful. Would you say that there are a number of cancer patients who are trying to work through pain and the, and the need and the management of pain is, is really important in this community? 
Yeah. When I first started, the feedback I got from the different oncologists here said that their patients needed pain support. So pain management then is certainly very important. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about how to actually execute that. How do you execute pain management? Can you give us some examples of some things that you do to help cancer patients manage their pain? Yeah, Actually, this morning, there's a patient that... Um, is really, really fascinating. She uh, is a lady that has breast cancer, but now it's metastasized to her liver. And mm -hmm. so the liver is a very tender organ. And ultimately, the capsule around the outside of the liver is what has pain, not the inside. And this capsule on the outside is stretching in her case, and it's causing her significant upper belly pain. Okay. And this belly pain has been a problem for her. She managed it with medicines, but really hates taking medicines. And so she doesn't like taking medicines, doesn't want to do it. And so she comes to me uh, after the oncologist had sent her to me to ask, are there any other options? And fortunately enough, there's a great option for someone that has liver capsule pain, like she has, um, is a celiac plexus block. And as a disclaimer, obviously, uh, from a medical perspective, uh, all cancer experiences are unique. Treatments are unique. Uh, not necessarily everyone will experience the same outcome. So we just need to put that disclaimer out there. Absolutely. Having said that, uh, you raised a very interesting point. I want to go back to it. And that is the fear of medications. Why is it that some people are afraid of medication from a pain perspective? And uh, how do you address that even beyond the example that you just gave? I think the biggest thing is a misunderstanding of definitions. And so the primary definition I have to explain to my patients is what is addiction? And addiction is truly when you are going outside of legal and appropriate uh, actions to get a substance. And so when you're doing something that is illegal to get something that's an addiction. If you're starting to twist or manipulate truth to get something, that's addiction. When you actually have pain from tumor mm. and from some cause that's very clear and very definable, you need something to treat that pain in most cases. And so that's not addiction, taking narcotics for that type okay. of pain. And so I think the big thing that is missing often is this uh, connection between addiction and truly taking medicines that can help you have a better quality of life. And and I've heard, again, I'm, I'm certainly not an expert in this field at all, but in, again, in the many years that I've worked with cancer patients specifically, is that there certainly is some who, particularly who may have had a history with uh, addictions of some sort, who then become very uh, nervous around anything suggesting medications for pain. Uh, how do we help them work through that? I mean, again, they have a real legitimate fear and concern, obviously, for various different reasons. Absolutely. And, and for me, any patient that is not taking narcotics is winning. The biggest way that we do that is by using what's called adjuvants or additional kind of uh, adjacent type treatments to narcotics, which could even be as simple as ibuprofen um, and or um, other generic, simple, non-narcotic medicines oh. that are very easily tolerated but still have great pain relief. Um, the other thing that I pride myself in with my additional training in anesthesia interventional pain is to be able to offer injections, blocks, uh, things that I can actually uh, singe nerves and make them not have pain and, and disconnect them from the sensation of where the pain is uh, from a tumor. It sounds like the world of, of pain management is very interesting and, and has a lot of different variations and aspects to it. I'm interested. Uh, I was told that your dad is or was a pastor and your mom is or was a nurse. How did you get into the pain management business? How did yeah. you get down that road? 
<laughs> well, it, it can always be long or short. I, I think the short version is that uh, my I like to think of myself in pain management as being a pastor doctor, and so a pastor doctor. Yeah, that's new for me. I love it. We're going to yeah. unpackage that a little bit. Keep going. No, okay, that's I like cool. that. So, so I think that that's where the blend of my my parents' vocations and um, you know even spiritual interests really really manifest in their gifts coming into my gifts. And the cool thing about it is that my dad, in being a pastor dealt with a lot of healing and hurt and emotional uh, issues of people and uh, different things of life and ultimately was able to restore hope in a lot of those circumstances uh, through Jesus Christ. And my mom, in the same way, was able to uh, restore hope for patients by mending and healing the physical body, um, also through gifts that she was given by Jesus Christ. And so the cool thing, I think, for me is that there's a huge connectedness of the spiritual and the physical in pain. Mm. And the primary example of this, I think, that will maybe bring light to yeah, this. Yeah, let's talk about that. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Is that when patients first get diagnosed with cancer, very commonly the pain is the first trigger to go to the doctor. I have this new pain, don't know what it is. Let's go get some tests. Oh, I'm sure it's nothing. You yeah. get a scan. Oh, I'm sorry to tell you, you have cancer. Yeah, I got a lump and a bump. I felt something, yeah. sure. So then psychologically, this is a difficult thing to get over. And actually, the same patient I referenced this morning talked to me about this fear of not being able to even feel her pain because the pain she had attached to her diagnosis of cancer and how there was some some hate towards the pain and difficulty in tolerating that mentally. And ultimately, I feel that in my role, if I can remove the pain... I have removed the awareness of mortality, and I have improved the ability to restore hope for that patient so that now life is worth living. And it's amazing to me how many patients have told me, uh, I didn't think that there was uh, any chance that I would have any hope ever restored um, until you did that block or you did that treatment, and I have uh, a reason to live again. And that makes my job extraordinarily rewarding and literally the best job on earth. Well, certainly I have heard that that people who work through chronic pain or experience chronic pain, that chronic pain does create a lot of very different, interesting mental and emotional dynamics. And what you just raised to the surface, which I never really quite thought about, would be uh, the lack of wanting to continue to move on or continue on or find a reason to continue if if theoretically that could be managed or controlled it, it, it creates a different mental and emotional feeling about their, their situation of being able to move forward. It's, it's kind of an interesting thing to think about. I'm not sure if we've ever really put those two thoughts together in that way. Well, there's a lot of distress, and there's even um, some articles that have just come out, one by Dr. Lynn Webster out of Utah, who um, it talked more in the benign non-cancer uh, world. Uh, that you know, with all the decrease in narcotic, is there going to be a decrease in pain control? And ultimately, how is this going to impact suicide rates and desire to live and move forward? And it's not that we see a lot of that here. It's just that I think it highlights a very interesting point that chronic pain literally can zap your desire to live. And, and I think with cancer patients, the only way to fight cancer is to maintain a desire to live, maintaining that hope, maintaining that something in the future that I want to continue to be there for, whether it's my family, seeing my kid graduate school sure, or uh, some special event, or just to continue to enjoy life as God gave it to them. I think that that is um, a really unique um, paradigm that we live in. Yeah, it's it's a powerful school of thought when you really put it into that context. With the little time that we have left, Doc, how has 
this uh, vocation for you, this, uh, as you say, uh, pastor, doctor, kind of compressed dynamic of how you approach your vocation, being inspired by your mom and your dad. How has this impacted you? How has it changed you as a person in helping to manage uh, people's pain and working through those dynamics? I think the big thing for me is that I've come to a huge point of peace uh, in knowing that God is in control. Okay. Because I, as a human, I do what I can. You know, I I have a lot of really awesome training. Uh, my resume is full of experiences that would make you think that I should know exactly what to do every time. True. However, I'm humbled often, um, and but yet I continue to find also. Uh, a lot of grace and a lot of a desire to continue to just work towards patients really feeling a lot better. And um, it ultimately shows me that I'm not in control. God is, uh, even in what I do. And I think for patients, I see the strength that they have, too, sure. through their faith, through their family, through their community. And it's inspiring uh, to actually see how um, people come together in time of need. We appreciate what you do, and thank you for helping to manage pain in cancer patients. Dr. Nathan Newfield, pain management specialist at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Noonan, Georgia. God bless you, sir. Thank you, and God bless you. Our thanks to Percy McRae and Dr. Newfield here today. We'll continue this conversation about cancer pain management on health, hope, and inspiration. Stay tuned. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. As you listen, remember, no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Percy McRae. Percy directs the faith-based programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. We heard from Dr. Newfeld here today, a pain management specialist 
who really gave us a lot of help, didn't he? He did. What's interesting about this particular interview and this particular clinician, uh, because of his background of his mom and his dad, his dad was a pastor and his mom was a nurse. Very interesting. He says he considers himself not literally, but philosophically a pastor doctor. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a very interesting moniker to associate philosophically with his approach to his practice. Right. What did you take away from the conversation? The conversation was was profound in several instances. Uh, Number one, that really was a highlight for me was understanding the fact that because of previous uh, behavior of certain individuals who may have uh, had addiction issues related to uh, drugs of some sort, of being mindful and being considerate of how to approach individuals with regard to pain medication Mm -hmm. and helping them to feel comfortable and not necessarily feeling like that they will slip back into addiction. I think that that's very uh, profound and, again, a sensitivity because we don't necessarily know who's at the bedside and who we're treating and what their uh, previous experiences have been, but yet... It's an important conversation because pain management, which then dovetails into the second thing that I pulled from the conversation, is how important it is to help remove people's pain. Dr. Newfield made a comment that I thought was profound. He said uh, if he can remove pain, he feels that he can help remove the awareness of mortality that ultimately will give people reasons to live. So uh, by eliminating one dynamic of a patient's experience in this particular case, pain and managing their pain, he feels that he's helping uh, to relieve and eliminate the dynamic of focusing on dying because pain and excruciating pain or chronic pain ultimately, he says, can zap one's willingness to want to continue to live. So when you put that equation together, it's a very powerful thing to think about. I don't know if you've been there. I have not been at that point of, of pain. But we have certainly been with loved ones who have been. Well, you know, I'll share our experience. You know, I had a ruptured Achilles tendon about, oh, 10 years ago. And it was probably one of the worst uh, athletic injuries that I've experienced. And it was very painful. And, and, and ongoing, just chronically bothersome over an extended period of time. And I can certainly say this, Wayne, that there were days that I was just uh, very grouchy, mm. very irritable, and didn't want to do certain things like my rehab, as an example, because of working through the management of the pain associated with that. Now, again, I've never been a cancer patient, and I certainly don't want to speak on behalf of the cancer community, but I would imagine if there is enough pain over an extended period of time, that's chronic, it could theoretically affect one's willingness to want to continue with treatment and care and therefore not be hopeful for a positive outcome. So when we think about it in that context, it gives us something to be mindful about. As I listened to Dr. Newfeld today, I was so grateful that there are men and women like him who understand and and take the approach that they take. Well, and again, being uh, available within the context uh, as we talk about cancer here each week, uh, those are another one of those unique needs of cancer patients that needs to be addressed from a clinical perspective, certainly from a supportive perspective. Uh, We may think that people are just depressed or sad because they're just depressed or sad. Have we ever thought about the fact that they're in enough pain that they don't want to talk to anyone? They're not in the mood for a conversation or for a visit, and there's a reason for that. So, again, having an awareness, being cognizant of that reality helps us to better support individuals and be patient with them because there is an element of patience that is required to be a caregiver for cancer patients as well. The resource we're offering today has to do with hospital visitation, but... 
very often visitation in a hospital means that we're in the room with someone who's experiencing pain. We need to be sensitive to that and not overstay our welcome, for instance. Well, exactly, because one of the things that goes with an effective hospital visit, and that's the resource that we're referencing from, that we're making available to everyone to download on the website, is, again, understanding some things along the lines of timing. Again, think about this. What if you're the 10th person that visited someone in a hospital on a given day and the length of time that you stay can accumulate and cumulatively become a long, exhausting, mental, emotional, and physical experience that patients just become exasperated around. So understanding small, short visits, particularly in light of many other people who may be visiting, is a very helpful dynamic in understanding hospital visitation do's and don'ts. Well, these do's and don'ts have been summarized in this free download available right now at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. It's called Hospital Visitation. When you go to the website, you'll see it prominently displayed right there, Hospital Visitation. Download it, use it, pass it around to others. You know, we want you to make use of this. So download it today at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Hey, our time goes by so quickly. Percy McRae, thank you for your time this week. Blessings to you all and continue to be faithful in all that you do. And thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America care that never quits.